portions of this podcast may not be suitable for children. Listeners, please be advised. Faith makes all things possible. Love makes all things easy. D.L. Moody You're listening to the Think Twice TV podcast. And this was night and day different than anything I had ever experienced. I was humbled and even embarrassed. I really felt God knocking on the door. You know, I was an atheist and I thought that science was the right way and anything else was just silly. It was just, you know, like fairy tale really is what I thought. God had a plan for my life. And I believe when we lose our life is when we find the life that God wants us to have. Hola, shalom, and jambo. Welcome to the podcast. I am your hardworking host, Dan Henderson. Thanks for listening. If you know me, you know I love good quotes. It's sort of a miracle, really. My memory is not the best. However, these short quotes, they just seem to stick. Here's a great quote from St. Augustine. It was pride that changed the angels into devils. It is humility that makes men as angels. In this episode, we'll hear from a former model named Mel. Mel was enjoying the high life, making big money in the modeling industry, though her pride eventually brought her low. We'll also learn all about the humble Chicago shoes salesman turned world famous evangelist, D.L. Moody. Now enough from me, let's get right to it. I didn't grow up Christian. I kind of grew up knowing about God, but never actually knowing Him. I kind of grew up knowing, okay, if I do bad things, God's mad at me. If I do good things, he's not mad. So just keep him happy, don't do bad things, and you'll be fine. And also, I feel like a lot of the circumstances in my life made me believe that I wasn't good enough or that I needed to be something else or live up to something in order to be received and loved. I didn't really just feel like I could be myself. I didn't really feel like I was good enough or any of that. And so my entire childhood, I was trying to be somebody else. I was trying to be the 4.0 student. I was trying to be good at all the school activities and the sports and try to be all these things to be loved. And I just never found it. I just never found that longing in my heart to be loved, to be accepted just as I was. I remember in high school, I ended up falling in love with this guy because he gave me that love that I had been longing for my entire life. And so when I finally received that love, it was like I gave my whole heart and everything to this man. <laughs> and he wasn't even a good guy. Like he, he was not a good guy, but he just gave me that love that I'd been longing for. And so I ended up moving to California. He ended up being really abusive. So being abused in every way for you know, years. And every time, it kind of just reaffirmed that lie that I've been living under my whole life, that you're just not good enough. It's your fault. You need to be something different. And then I also found out that he had been cheating on me and I was devastated. I basically vowed that I'm never gonna love again because I was so heartbroken. And instead, I'm gonna become the most beautiful, the most famous woman ever 
so that nobody could ever hurt me again. So that became my drug and I ran after it wholeheartedly. I developed a very intense eating disorder. I was bulimic. I was throwing up about 20 times a day. I was alcoholic. I was drinking myself to sleep every single night. I had self-hatred. I had depression. I hated my life. But as long as I was beautiful, and as long as I was successful, that to me was all that mattered. So I tried to get into the modeling industry and there was like instant success. In a moment, it felt like I was on magazine covers and posters, working at all these amazing events. I was dating famous athletes. It looked like the life of glitz and glam that everyone wanted. And it might look good on the outside, but you have no idea the prison that I am in every day. I remember there was a moment in my modeling career where, you know, it was still really taking off and I actually got approached by Playboy magazine. It was when they were really big, they had their own TV show at the time, it was really popular. It's a lot of money, it's a lot of exposure, it's like instant fame. I remember just kind of thinking about it that night and I was like, wow, like what if someday I get married? What if my husband doesn't like that I've done this. Like, wow, this is real life. Like my decisions today actually could affect my tomorrow. Like how did I even get here? I was this 4.0 student and now here I am about to sign up for Playboy. Like how did I get here? And so in the wrestling, I tried to remember when was the last time I was happy? And I actually remember that it was when I was a kid and I went to church and when I thought God still loved me. And at this point, I had sinned so much. Like I was just in a life of sin. And so I thought, surely God is done with me. But something within me was saying, that was the last time I was happy. So I show up at this church and just so happens they were having a young adult retreat that weekend. And I just felt like I was supposed to go. So I went and on the second day of the retreat, they were having this thing called God time where you'd get out a journal and you'd get out a Bible and you would talk to God and then you'd hear what he had to say. The thing that really struck me was I opened up my Bible and I ended up turning to this book called Hosea. And so Hosea, he's a prophet and God tells him to go and marry this prostitute. So he marries this prostitute and he loves her, but she keeps cheating on him over and over again. And Hosea goes back to God and he's like, God, my heart is breaking. My wife is cheating on me. And the Lord says, Hosea, I want you to go and keep loving your wife because that's how I love my people who keep running away from me. Though they don't love me back in this moment, I keep loving them. And I remember it just struck me. Like, Lord, I am that prostitute. I've turned my back on you and I've just gone after every other lover everything to bring me comfort, bring me satisfaction, bring me happiness. I'm looking in all these other things and I've forgotten you, God. And so I asked the Lord in that moment, like, Lord, after all I've done, like, you could still love me? He's like, yes, I'm still running after you after all that you've done. And then later that night, they actually asked people to come up to the front if they wanted prayer. And again, something within me told me to go up there. I go up there to get prayer and this lady starts praying for me and she says, Melissa, everything you've ever been told in your life is a lie. 
You are beautiful. You are wanted. You are precious to the Lord just the way that you are. You don't need to change for anybody. And that that was the lie I had lived under my entire life was you're not good enough. And when she said those words, it was just like an arrow that pierced my heart. It was like the Lord just saying, all those times where you never felt good enough, I always said that you were good enough. I loved you just the way you are. You never needed to change. You never needed to seek love from all those other people. I loved you just the way that you were. I created you that way and I love you. And I remember when she said those words, I just started sobbing. It was as if years of pain was just getting broken off of me and I just wept. Literally in a moment, I could feel my eating disorder getting broken off of me. Self-hatred, depression, alcoholism. In a moment, I got delivered of all of those things. And I remember the next morning I woke up and I truly was a new person. I was not the same. I woke up and for the first time in my life, I felt joy. I felt freedom. I felt as if finally I had found me and I'd found my purpose. And my purpose was just being His and knowing who I was in Him. And I just decided that day, I'm just gonna leave everything. I left the modeling industry. I left social media. I didn't look at magazines. I wanted to throw all that life away so that I could find my entire identity in it. God, who do you say I am, Lord? I joined this internship where they prayed and they did community for the first like a year though, he just had to strip me of everything that I held on to. And it was like every step of the way, the Lord was like, Melissa, just keep trusting me and finding your identity in me. And so I just would cry, but I would just give it to him and trust him. And over time, I just realized, Lord, you're better. You are better than all those other things. You're better than what the world offers. You're better than being the most beautiful, most successful person in the world. You're better. And when I give those things up, I can experience you. And it's just so much greater. And I ended up moving to Kansas City where I became a missionary. That's my story. I went from model to missionary, all because of the grace of God. And I know who I am now. And, and some of you out there, you don't know who you are yet. The world's been trying to tell you who you are. They've been lying to you saying, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You have to be this, you have to be that in order to be loved. And it's a lie. So for some of you, my story is your story, and the Lord has a different ending for you. The Lord can write a beautiful story with your life, but all you have to do is give Him a pen. You're listening to the Think Twice TV podcast. Come see us at thinktwicetv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Enter the ring with us as we explore the lives of average people who became extraordinary leaders through the power and presence of God. Welcome to Heavyweights of the Faith, brief biographies of great believers who changed the world. Dwight Lyman Moody went from humble, uneducated beginnings to being mightily used by God. He proves that God can truly use anybody from anywhere. You do not need to be a Bible scholar to be successful in the Lord. He went from having little to no knowledge about God to evangelizing to hundreds of thousands of lives. Moody was born in Massachusetts in 1837. At the tender age of four, his father passed away. 
He was left to be raised, along with his eight siblings, by his mother, alone. Burdened by being a single parent, his mother did not encourage him in his education, nor charge him with any interest in reading the Bible. Consequently, Moody's education suffered, never surpassing the fifth grade. At the age of 18, he felt the calling of the Lord. A Sunday school teacher pursued him to answer the call and repent of his sins. D.L. Moody was converted. Despite not knowing the Bible, he recognized the drawing of the Lord and sought to become a member of the church. Unfortunately, due to his lack of education and Bible knowledge, Moody failed a test administered by the church to those who wanted to become official members. He would never receive any formal Bible training. After his encounter with God, he moved to Chicago to pursue a career selling shoes in hopes of gaining wealth. Moody's faith in God soon grew stronger than his desire for riches. Though he did not stop working in his business, he decided to pursue a work of the Lord. In 1858, D.L. Moody started a mission Sunday school in the ghettos of Chicago. This school grew into a church, the Illinois Street Independent Church, and just six years after that, Moody established the school. The church would eventually become the current and well-known Moody Memorial Church. Moody did eventually leave his shoe business to focus completely on his social and evangelical work for the Lord. Moody genuinely loved his community and worked hard to reach its members. He held special activities for children, such as pony rides. Moody also offered and conducted English classes for the German and Scandinavian immigrants. Moody held evening prayer meetings in addition to the English classes. He showed these community members the love of the Lord through his own love, kindness, and assistance. He married Emma C. Revel, a Sunday school teacher. He and Emma had three children. During this time in his life, D.L. Moody became the president of the YMCA in Chicago. Moody's life was greatly impacted by a natural fire that sparked a spiritual fire deep within his soul. The Great Chicago Fire in October of 1871 destroyed not only his YMCA, but his church and his home. While in New York raising funds for the YWCA and his church, he felt the presence of God like he had never felt him before, and a flame was kindled in his soul. That moment in God's presence changed him forever. He returned to Chicago determined to preach the kingdom of God rather than to continue his own social work. Moody was invited to evangelize in the British Isles in 1873. The crusades which Moody was involved with resulted in many converts. After his two-year trip in England, Scotland, and Ireland, Moody returned to the United States as a famous revivalist. He preached to more than 100 million people throughout his life's work for God. Moody worked hard for the Lord, preaching up to 16 sermons a day. In 1886, he founded and established the Bible Work Institute of the Chicago Evangelization Society, which was eventually renamed Moody Bible Institute and remains open and available today. The life of D.L. Moody proves that it is not how one starts that matters, but how one finishes. He did not have a fancy education nor formal training of the Bible, yet God used him and his life mightily. Today his legacy lives on through his church and Bible college, as well as many lives touched throughout his ministry. Back in 2003, author and speaker Don Miller wrote a book called Blue Like Jazz. 
non-religious thoughts on Christian spirituality. There was a really good line that stuck with me. There's no addiction so powerful as self-addiction. In Mel's case, she was well on her way, but God had mercy on her and opened her eyes to what life is really supposed to be all about. You can find out more about Mel at ronnieandmel.com. There's also a link in the show notes. Also, if you're looking for a few good books, stop by our YouTube channel and click on the playlist Book Reviews in Two Minutes. That's right, I do book reviews too, and in just two minutes. So go to youtube.com forward slash media messengers. Before I go, I wanted to leave you with a few good quotes from D.L. Moody. He who kneels the most stands the best. And God doesn't seek golden vessels, nor does he ask for silver ones, but he must have clean ones. As always, I want to drop a Bible verse on you before I go. This is from 1 John 2.17. The world and its desires will pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever.